Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hashtag Kangaroos podcast. My name is Dean. You can find me on Twitter at Hashtag Kangas. Uh, today's episode, I'm going to be touching on the 25-year anniversary of the North Melbourne Premiership that happened in 1996. So I'm going to be joined by a guest uh, today. His name is Frank. And we're just going to yeah, talk about his memories of the game. Also, we're going to yeah, touch on a bit of the best and fairest that happened last night. That's that's why I specifically wanted to do this show on a Saturday, sort of get his thoughts on uh, the BNF last night as well. But uh, mainly it's going to be a podcast about uh, the 25-year anniversary, which happened on Tuesday, I believe, which is a few days ago now. But um, it would be nice to reminisce and uh, get some uh, thoughts on uh, how he how the day panned out for him. Um, anyways, we'll get uh, Frank on now. Here joined by Frank, long-time North supporter. So how did you become a North supporter, Frank? Uh, Dean, as uh, as I was saying previously. Um, <laughs> in the previous yeah, recording. I, um, yeah, um, yeah. Parents immigrated from Europe in the, um, in the early 60s. I was born here in Melbourne in 71. So um, Gather didn't really have much of a VFL football background or, or anything like that. But first day of primary school, great prep. Uh, first kid I met was a, a, a fellow by the name of Adam. He sort of said to me, who do you follow? I said, no one. Uh, he was a North supporter and said, oh, I'll, um, I'll be a North supporter too. So, yeah, conversation between six-year-olds and yep. going to the footy to this day. Oh, nice! No, that's uh, that's that's a uh, that's a great story. That's much more exciting than mine. I just followed it basically. I just followed North because of my brother, my older brother at the time. So, yeah. Uh, so, who were some of your favourite players yeah. from the, like uh, the '96 team or the players from that era? Well, obviously, everyone you know, you, Archer, um, you know, Anthony Rock, uh, that. But I really liked uh, one of my favourite players was Craig Scholl. Uh, I just thought. He was oh, um, just criminally underrated, uh, the doc. You know, just yeah. uh, did his job week in, week out. You know, he, he started as a, you know, across the halfback flank. Uh, then yeah. we shifted him in as a, a, a makeshift key forward. Uh, and he just uh, did his job, you know, sort of week, rarely got beaten, but just never really got mentioned in the same sort of uh, breath as, as, you know, Kerry Archer, Schwoss and, uh, and those guys. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No, he definitely. Um, yeah, because he transfer transformed from a like a key defender, back pocket sort of player to yeah, full forward that year. Because I think Longmire might have done his ACL, so we kind of need someone uh, up forward uh, to help carry. And I, I think he would have kicked about forty or fifty goals that year. So no, it was very yeah, very underrated player. And even his um, I don't remember if you remember his uh, last ever game he played. It was against uh, yep. uh, Melbourne. He kicked. He probably had his career best game. He kicked seven goals. Something did. like that. Yep. So yeah, yeah, he did. But, he did no. seven in, in that game against the against the D's. So yeah, he was just one play that I always kind of thought um, uh, he didn't get the the kudos that he deserved. So yeah, I was a big Craig Scholl fan, but obviously, like anyone in the nineties, he was probably at top of the tree, and 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 then there was a, a heap of uh, you know uh, other great players just beneath him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, it's a very good player. So what are your memories of the grand final itself? Um, do you remember much about the game in 96 against the Swans? I do, mate. I was actually four. So um, living in the southeast suburbs, um, back then, uh, the internet was in its infancy, so you still had to queue up to buy tickets. So, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I did the same thing, so yeah. 
Yeah, at the time, the closest bass outlet was the one at the Moorabbin or the St Kilda football ground. So oh, yeah. uh, Adam and I went and basically did shifts overnight and camped outside the St Kilda Footy Club to buy tickets uh, to the, the the 96 grand final. So that was oh. pretty weird, you know, standing outside Moorabbin buying tickets yeah. uh, for the granny, but that's what you did. Yeah, there yeah. Was, uh, you know, quite a few North supporters there and, and uh, quite a few South Melbourne supporters probably back then. Yeah, um, well, but, I mean, it was a lot easier to get tickets back then. Not that it was too easy. Like, there's still only a certain amount allocated. But these days, it's they sort of seem to go more to corporate people rather than actually yeah. supporters itself. So, yeah, no, that's – yeah, because I, I think I lined up at Windy Hill to get my tickets. So I had to line up for a couple of hours, I remember. And used to, you just use the – show them the old membership cards and uh, yep. get the, yeah, get the tickets. So, yeah, no. So, you, so whereabouts are we seated uh, for the game? So I was seated at the punt road end, uh, yeah. right behind the goals. Uh, basically, I was uh, I was right between the goals where the uh, the the Glen Freeborn sort of um, you know erupted. Uh, yeah, yeah, second, second quarter, yeah. Quarter. So yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty I, much where I was because this, the MCG was very different back then. It wasn't all the way around. So yeah, I think I had a Southern Stand, a Ponsford Stand end, and all that sort of thing. And yeah, I remember yeah second quarter. That's where uh, Freeborn was kicking all his snaps and got us back in the game pretty much. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah no, it was, it was it. good spot. Yeah, yeah. So um, look, uh, I don't know about yourself, Dean, but I was um, I, I had been to uh, the '94 prelim. Uh, I've been to yeah, the 95 yeah, I mean, I prelim. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I went to the 95 prelim. Yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a smashing. So. It, it was a smashing. So I, I was just, it, it, the, after we beat Brisbane in, in the 96 prelim, it was, for me, it was just relief that we'd actually yeah. got over a prelim and made the granny. Yeah. Um, yeah. But really just, nervous just leading in, into 96, into the game, just re- really nervous, really anxious, probably yeah. didn't absorb uh enough of the game while I was there until we got well clear and, and then you could sit back and take a breath. So my yeah. memories of the, the, the first half, uh, like I remember getting behind and Paul Kelly dominating out of the middle yeah. and, and, and sort of really thinking, oh, this one's going to slip away and then the comeback and then we took control. And it was probably about 10 minutes into the last quarter that I actually sort of took a deep breath and kind of went, I think we've got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could sort of tell, like, especially I remember an incident. Um, I think the Swans were up by about three, three goals or four goals, and maybe twenty odd points. I can't remember, but uh, Paul Kelly did a short pass to Lockett, which just fell short. Yeah, you know, he was a dead eye dick in front of goals, about twenty or thirty out, so he would have kicked it. And they might have just kept him going, but the ball bounced just short, and I think um, we, we managed to get the ball through to the other end. And that's when Freeborn started his run, and it changed the momentum a bit. And then the second half, yeah, we just. Uh, Kept going on with it, so yeah, no, it's um, it was it was yeah, very good. So yeah, do you remember yeah. much about the lead up to the to the to the game? Like, uh, do you remember like uh, where you were when uh, McKernan got robbed of the Brownlow? Did you watch that or anything like that? Or look, I, I, I did just at home when that uh, when Corey McKernan obviously couldn't win. But my memories of the lead up, Dean, were more around the whole uh, Andrew Dunkley court case. Um, uh, saga yeah, I can't remember and, uh, that. Yeah, so for those that can't remember, um, uh, uh, Swans had played Essendon in the prelim that Saturday night. Uh, yeah. If you look at the, the Brownlow medal uh, footage of the time, James Hurd's got a big shiner under the eye. And um, Oh, that's right. He too, yeah. yeah, as it turned out, Dunkley had hit him behind play, uh, but oh, the cameras yeah. hadn't captured it. So when 
the Monday came round and there was no charges laid, he was basically, he got off. But then uh, I think there was a Channel 7 alternate camera at the ground that hadn't been used for the broadcast that oh, okay. picked up the clear hit. And so he oh. was charged, he was charged off almost like a secondary camera. Oh, okay. and, the Swans, and the Swans obviously went, well, if he wasn't charged by Monday night, you can't charge him on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, and, yeah. And took it to court uh, yeah. and had the tribunal case delayed. But the one that people, if people remember, that really upset particularly the North Melbourne Footy Club was that Richard Collis, the uh, the, the president of um, the Swans at the time, in trying to defend Andrew Dunkley, he told the media, well, if you scroll to the 20-minute the mark of the third quarter in the other prelim, you'll see Wayne Carey doing something. Why wasn't he charged? Yeah. Uh, and it was uh, – I think he gave Craig Lambert a, said a boundary throw-in. And that that doesn't to, sound like Carey at all, so. Yeah. Well, in order <laughs> to try and defend Dunkley, he tried to put Carey in it. No, and, I know uh, you and I just remember it sent out a really sort of bad vibe in the lead up to the to the the, the day of the the match that yeah. their president had tried to get our captain suspended. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember much about that. That's 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 actually a really good story because obviously back then there was no social media or anything like that. You just hear things through if you bought the Herald Sun the following day, sort that's of it. thing. So, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's um, yeah, that's um, yeah, that, that's 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 actually really good. Um, do, do you uh, did you do anything after the game? Did you go out and celebrate in any fashion, like have a few beers or anything like that? Or I did, Dean. I got straight on the train to uh, North Melbourne, yeah, and uh, and and stood out in the middle of Arden Street till the early yeah, hours I went to that as well, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I can't. <laughs> I'll be honest, I remember a lot about it. <laughs> yeah, um, no, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, uh, I do. My 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 sort of lasting memory of it is someone brought. <laughs> a swan scarf to the ground and they lit it on fire. Oh, right. In the okay. middle of Arden Street where we were standing with a group of people. Uh, someone yeah. got a lighter out and, and lit the swan scarf on fire. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, and, that, and, that's, and that's about it, mate. And then obviously uh, somehow managed to get home. I'm yeah, assuming well... it, was, it was a taxi. And then <laughs> headed, headed back Sunday morning as soon as I could, had sort of, you know, cleared. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, went back with a couple of mates. Uh, you there? Sorry, you cut it out there, uh, Frank. Yeah, no, sorry, you just cut it out there for a second. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, that's all right, mate. No, that's yeah. all right. No worries. You just cut it out for a second there. So, yeah, no, obviously uh, it was a good night by the sounds of it anyway. Yeah, mate, yeah, terrific night, uh, and I don't know whether you got it or not, but uh, yeah, headed back the the Sunday morning straight back to Arden Street with a few of the boys um, to uh, yeah to enjoy it again. No, no that sounds good. Um, so, what, what was your final like uh, when the final siren went? What was uh, were you emotional after the game? You obviously seen Melbourne win it last week, and a lot of their supporters how emotional they were after fifty seven years without winning uh, a game. Do you remember what? Uh, you were feeling when uh, that final siren went and we'd won by seven-odd goals? Yeah, mate. Uh, look, again, a real, yeah. you know, joy. Uh, I remember uh, hugging my mate next to me, uh, you know, and just, uh, um, yeah, yeah, look, I think it was it was a real sense of relief for people that, that 
don't remember. Uh, there was yeah. the whole Fitzroy merger going through at that yeah, at yeah, that time I remember as that, well. Yeah. And, and it yeah. was almost like this may be our last chance to win one as the North Melbourne Football Club. Uh, yeah. you know, with the way the pressure that was coming from from the powers that be about you know mergers and and, and yeah, yeah. relocations and things like that, I honestly kind of thought this could be our our, our lap of honour. Yeah, um, yeah, hundred percent. So, so at the end, when we'd won, I really just sort of went, Look, whatever happens from here, I can tell people that I actually saw the royal blue and white yeah. win. Yeah. Whatever happens from here happens, but I, I still managed to see them win as the North Melbourne Football Club. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah, 100%. Yeah, because I was part of uh, North Winter Flag. I'm, I don't know if you remember the 93 Foster's Cup game against the Crows where there was obviously a lot more importance with, um, yeah, pre-season games back then where we lost by 25 goals and we looked like a bit of a rabble. I remember Shimbush got sacked after that game. We ended up getting pagan. Did you ever think... That from that moment on, that will win a flag. Look, I remember the game really, really vividly. Uh, that game got moved from Melbourne at short notice to Adelaide. Uh, oh, okay. the, the, orig- the original fixture had us playing Adelaide over here, but for whatever reason, we had to go over there. Yeah. And for people who don't remember, we had lost Qantas as the club sponsor. Um, okay. That yeah. Summer, so we oh, went over there without without logos on the jumper. Um, yeah. Got flogged by 25 goals and then yeah, Shimmelbush the next morning. And that was probably been as close as I've thought the for sale sign might go on, might go yeah. up at Arden Street. Yeah. Um, that that was as low as I can ever remember the club being that that couple of days. Um, yeah, yeah. So, mate, dreaming of a premiership at, at the start of 93, mate, I was just hoping that the lights would stay on for the rest of the year. I wasn't even thinking about the, the, a premiership. But <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, it just goes to show you, you know, for, for uh, people that think sometimes, you know, oh, things are bad, you know, it, it can't turn around that quick. You know, it really can. Yeah, um, yeah, 100%. Well, you we look at it now, we're hoping it's, it's going to happen for us soon, but... Yeah, so yep. they can, yeah. I mean, even Melbourne a couple of years ago, I think finished second or third last. Um, and yeah, they, they've managed to get themselves out of the doldrums and win a premiership within a couple of years. They, they were calling for Simon Goodman's end back then, so it can it can change pretty quickly. So yeah, hey, no, I de- I definitely... they won. What was it? I think two thousand and nineteen. Melbourne won five. Yeah. But, yeah. No. 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 no, no pretty angry too. Yeah, obviously, always dreamt of seeing throughout the 80s and 90s of seeing guys like Peter German and Matty Larkin and Ross Smith on the, yeah. on the uh, you know, on the dice grabbing, getting their, their premiership medal. Obviously, their yeah. time came and went. Um, so, yeah, well, probably didn't. I don't, remember, I don't know if you remember. The, sorry, sorry to cut you off there, Frank. Uh, I don't know if you no, remember... They used to do like uh, reserves grand finals and all that, and I remember our reserves won the premiership in '96 as well. And um, yeah. yeah, Ross Smith actually collected the premiership cup. I remember sort of thing. So yeah, but he was he was a very good footballer. His son was was a decent player too back in the day when uh, when he when he came to North for but had uh, massive problems with his feet. I remember so cut his career short. Yeah, so, yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. Um, thanks for reminiscing. About all that, Frank. It's uh, good to get. You obviously know a lot more than I did back then, so uh, your memories are still, you know, pr- going pretty well. So, no, very happy. Yeah, uh, yeah, like it, it was. It, 
support a team for anyone that you know is probably or stuff like that. Um, it was yeah. it, it followed that it followed a bit of a pattern that it's kind of we're experiencing now, where um, you know we were sort of at the we were struggling. Ninety two wasn't a great year for us. Uh, we didn't yeah. win too many games. Um, off the back of that Foster's Cup game, uh, my well, one strange memory I've got from that Dean is going into work. I just started working sort of in a factory as a as a labourer, and oh, okay. the, the the factory radio was always locked on Triple M or Eon FM, whatever it was back in the day. And yeah. um, Grubby Stubbs used to do the morning show. Graham Stubbs, uh, oh, yeah. and I remember after that loss, going into work the next morning, and when he came on air to do his breakfast show, he dedicated the song A Road to Nowhere uh, to, the, <laughs> okay. to the North Melbourne Football Club that morning, right? Oh, so, right, wow. right, like you just couldn't escape it. It was just yeah. everywhere that, mate, your club may not even see the start of the year. Yeah, yeah, no, so, that's, yeah, that's, that's where it was. And I, I don't think people understand how bad it really was back then. And probably most of us didn't even really... Uh, have a grasp on it because I mean, like like I said, there was no social media back then. It was just everything through the paper, and it's only years later that you find out this stuff that um, people, you know, players were, weren't getting paychecks regularly, and except for except for the big stars like um, Carey and all that sort of thing. Like even in the two thousands, we were sort of still struggling to play pay players. So whereas now we're pretty much you know we've come a long way since then, obviously. So yeah, and you know we look back twenty five years later and we've still got a football club to follow. So. Think, like, even though we finished last, things aren't as bad as it seems. So, yeah, that's good. Any, Anyways, no, um, moving on. Exactly um, exactly. Yep. Oh, sorry. So, no, you go ahead. You keep going. Sorry to cut you off. No, oh, sorry. Dan. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here, mate. I'm still here. Um, I, I was just going to say that uh, there's a lot of similarities between those early 90s and what's happening now. It's, a, you know, a group of really promising young kids yeah. coming through now. And, uh, you know, it only takes a couple of them to sort of go from the, um, you know, decent footballer to elite. Uh, and all of a sudden, you've got yourself a real side. So, yeah, I'm certainly hoping in the next couple of years that we really start to cause some headaches for the opposition. Yeah. Speaking of uh, young guns that are coming through, did you happen to catch the best and fairest last night? I did. I, I did watch that. Yeah. And it was... Uh, I mean, it seems social media-wise, it's going to be remembered for the guy who came second. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, clearly, yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was, it was really. Um, look, it was lovely to see uh, Ben Cunnington sort of uh, open up like that. But um, yeah, hundred percent. Just a guy that you sort of think like he's he, he's so hard and unfussed that really nothing yeah. bothers him, and just to see, you know, get so emotional about the, the support he'd had from the players and, and the club and the fans. And that was, well, yeah. I've, I've never seen Ben like that. No, no, hundred percent. No, no. Well, you, you don't hear him talk uh, pretty much at all. So he just lets his football do the talking for him. And, it, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's worked pretty well for him so far, but uh, yeah, he, he really opened up uh, last night and yeah, it was hard to keep a dry eye, wasn't it? So just listening to him. Yeah. And, it was, uh, and it was, what he's been through basically the last few months. Yeah, it was, um, it was really, yeah, as I said, it was great to see. Congratulations to Jai. I think everyone could see that it was only a matter of time before he won a, a, a Sid Barker. I mean, he's he's shown all the uh, really, really nicely and uh, a big yeah. And also, you know, Ben McKay for, um, uh, you know, I think he came sixth. 
yeah, yeah. But again, you know, yeah. a guy who I'll be honest, Dean, a couple of years ago, I didn't know was was up to it. Uh, yeah, well, even even as close as to last year, really, he wasn't getting a game the first half of the year, and you sort of thought. Yeah, you know, with his brother at Carlton, it might just look to move him on. But uh, once he got that opportunity, he took it with both hands, didn't he? So, oh, yeah, it, it was it was amazing. You know that we threw him in the deep end really because we had to, and yeah. he just really blossomed, and uh, he yeah. he was fantastic. So that was got, and for me anyway, if I was writing the book, you would have got massive odds on him this time last year, uh, getting going top ten in our B and F. But uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And uh, we'll talk a bit about Jai Simpkin. Uh, we can't take anything away from him. Average 26.9 disposals, five clearances, 3.8 tackles uh, a game. Do you think uh, you can get, you know, like, is that his ceiling or do you think uh, there's more room for improvement? I mean, he is only 23 at the end of the day, 24 when the season starts next year. Um, do you think uh, he can still improve? Oh, absolutely, Dean. I mean, the, the, the other part of it too is, if players can improve around him, clubs have to. Yeah. Uh, they'll have to watch Tommy Powell's and your Will Phillips and that. Yeah. And I think at the moment it was either probably or Ben Cunnington who got the attention um, yeah. from the opposition. And I think as you start to spread the talent, it just means yeah. that guys like Jai and that might get the second or third best um, midfielder on them. So yeah, yeah I, I think. I, I think he'll just continue to improve as, as the players around him improve. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I did see notice on his stats is he only kicked two goals. So that's probably like a bit of him. Like you'd probably want to get half a goal out of him a game next year, probably try and get it to 10-15. He did have 14 goal assists, which is which is, which is fine. Um, I'm not too sure how many scoring violence he got. They, the stats don't go that uh that's uh, high up in uh, footywire.com. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's probably, probably a room he has to improve in, I suppose, just to get, yeah, like, I mean, you see, I mean, he's obviously no danger field or anything like that. He kicks about 20 or 30 goals a game through. Play. I mean, he does play forward as well. But that's, that may be an option too for Joy, maybe going resting. Because we do have a lot of lot of midfielders at the moment. You know, I mean, we didn't even touch on Taron Thomas, who's another you know, ball-winning midfielder and a number of others, you know, so... Yeah, look, uh, I think there's more room for improvement with him as well. Of course, yeah, Taron Thomas and, uh, and you know, the uh, the debate rages, Dean, on social media about Justin Horn francis and yeah, Jason pick Horn, one yeah. or pick three or pick two, but I don't think there's much doubt that he'll end up at the club. Yeah, um, yeah. Having watched, um, having watched the prelim the other night uh, uh, on... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, you couldn't help but get excited. And, look, I know the club's playing their cards close to the chest because Glenn Luff was on uh, Trade Radio yesterday sort of saying, oh, we're not sure yet. We, we'll look into it. But I've got no doubt about it. The club already knows that, that, that they're taking him. They're just keeping it, you know, tight-lipped as much as they can, really. So... Yeah, yeah, no. I, I agree. I mean, I think uh, I heard David Noble the other day on the ABC saying, uh, you know, when he went to Adelaide, when he went to, and he built the side from the midfield out. Yeah, um, yeah, mate, you're looking at, you know, most uh, um, carried his side to a to a, a dance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, eight years old. You know, you know, that sort of talent doesn't grow on trees, does it? Really? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Do you know much about uh, Callum Coleman Jones? You there, Frank? Um, Sorry, mate. You just cut out a bit. There. 
Yep. Yeah, yeah, I got you now. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was just uh, telling you. Do you know much? Do you know much about Callum Coleman Jones? No, look, mate, don't really know much about him. Um, to be to be yeah. honest, um, it 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 sounds like a, a player that will fit um, the you know the list that we have at the moment. He'd certainly be a good acquisition. Um, yeah, whether, yeah. Look, and it sounds it sounds like it'll get done. I read this morning that. Uh, um, Richmond have received pick thirty-eight for the Marbia Chol. Um, yeah, and that, that's what you got to think. Yeah, it'll be around there, sort of thing. Like I think we've got a third rounder that might be thirty-nine now, so they might just look. At the end of the day, they don't have leverage. A player wants to come to another club, and we've got the first pick in the pre-season draft. If worst case scenario comes, so I think they'll probably have to take that. At the end of the day, well, reluctantly. I mean, in the end, um, if we don't trade for Robbie Tarrant. Um, and he goes over as a free agent, they lose pick 38 uh, because the AFL will deem that, you know, one free agent in one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're right. They've, they've really, I mean, North can be really pig-headed about this and, and make it super difficult. But, you know, hopefully the club sort of managed to, to do something that, you know, ends up working, keeps the relationship, you know, alive. Yeah. I mean, listening to Glenn Luff yesterday, I think they're talking about him maybe taking over Goldstein when he finishes up as the Ruckman. Um, but next year, they're looking at maybe even a 50-50 split of playing Goldstein in the forward line a bit and Coleman Jones in the Ruck and you know, rotating through that. So that'll be interesting to see. I mean, we've got plenty of options now. We've got uh, Jake Edwards, who we picked up in the pre-mid-season uh, draft, and we've got tri- still got Tristan Cherry. So yep. we'll, um, we'll definitely see how that pans out. And also, there's also rumours that uh, we might be taking pick 19 from Gold Coast to take a player on, uh, Darcy McPherson. I don't know if you heard that. I did. Yeah, I did. But... I did. And now, there's, there's a guy, mate, that has just not registered on my radar at all, Darcy McPherson. I don't... But I did read that this morning. Yeah, I, I, he must. Be, I assume he's on a bit of money because they're trying to obviously salary dump him. And they pretty much said, look, take his contract, we'll give you pick 19. Uh, I looked into his stats. He, Look, they're, they're telling me that he's a half forward. Uh, Average 14.4 disposals. Uh, played 11 games throughout the year. Only averaged, oh, He averaged four tackles a game, which isn't bad, but only kicked one goal for a forward. So I think he's more of a midfielder forward and probably a player that they signed to a long-term deal when he was younger, showed a bit. And and with uh, a bit of pressure to sign those South Australian boys and uh, King as well uh, coming up next year because they're, they're all out of contract. They're probably trying mm. to dump their salary to give these players more money to stay, I think. I mean, that's that's how I understand it anyway. So, And it, yeah. if, if it doesn't work out with McPherson, I think he's contracted to 2022, then they just we just delist him, I suppose. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, give him a year, see how he goes. And if it doesn't work out, no loss, really. We still get a pick in the top 20 as well. And I think we've got plenty of room in the salary cap as well at this stage. So yep, we'll see absolutely. how that one plays out. So, But there's obviously a lot of rumours going around at this time of year as well. So, yeah. Well, anyways, uh, thanks, Frank. Thanks for... Yeah, go on. You go ahead. No, no that's all right, mate. I was going to say, yeah, it's a crazy time of year with uh, rumours and and draft stuff and that. So uh, hopefully uh, the club does uh, what they need to do to make sure that the listy broods. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, but anyways, Frank, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, thanks for reminiscing about 96 flag. I think that uh, the 25 year came up on Tuesday, so it was good to get your views on that. And 
you've obviously got a lot of stories about it. So yeah, a lot more knowledgeable than uh, than myself. So that was uh, it was good to catch up. Um, where can uh, people find you on Twitter or anything or on socials if they want to chat to you about uh, all things North Melbourne? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Frank Descalso uh, is is um, behind a suit, something like that. Um, yeah, it's just a banter about footy and things like that. Yeah, no, sounds good. Search for North Melbourne Football Club. I'll be there. Yeah, no, that sounds good, Frank. Well, hopefully, uh, we get to do this more uh, soon as well. So. Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure to have you on and um, enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Thanks very much, Dan. So that was Frank. Uh, apologies for the audio quality. Um, yeah, it was a bit on and off. We did a lot of uh, calls and uh, a lot of uh, th- times it hung up as well. So apologies for that. Um, it was good to catch up on his on his views, especially from the 96 flag. He had a, he's got a great memory, Frank. He obviously remembers a lot, so it was a pleasure to get him on the show. Make sure to give him a follow on uh, Twitter as well. Um, if you're a North supporter, he, he, he'd be happy to reply and talk all things North Melbourne. Um, and that's it for today's episode. Um, thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, make sure to give me a follow at hashtag Kangas, and I'll see you next week for an episode. I'm not too sure what I'm doing at this stage. I'll think of something. It might be something to do with... Uh, free agency or or something like that so well, not so much free agency maybe uh, trade period or or, or or something around that uh mark but uh yeah thanks very much for joining me enjoy your weekend and today's shout out goes to anthony mallington bye for now